Justice Wisconsin, the truth, the most requested advocate in the state. 101.7 FM, the movement continues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Milwaukee, stand yeah. up. Yeah, stand up. it's Tory Low, the truth Low. from one to four. We about that action, so tap in and let's go. Let's we go. That justice. We want all the smoke. Yeah. From Monday through Friday, trying to bring the city hope. Yeah. So we low from one to four, Monday through Friday, let's go. We bout that action from the block, and we ready, let's go. Tap in, and it ain't no holding back. We ready, we ready. 1017 The Truth. Tory Lowe, Tory Lowe Show, live from American Family Insurance Studio. The movement continues. The marathon continues right here on 101.7 FM. Hey, we live at Pottawatomie Club at Pfizer Forum. Today is HBCU night here at Pfizer Forum. The the Bucks will be taking on the Charlotte Hornets. And we got guests. We got the Director of Community Relations and Outreach of Marquette University, Latrice Harris, will be joining me. How you doing, Latrice? Let's bring Latrice I on. I am wonderful. I, how are you, Tori? I am wonderful. How, how are you doing, doing today? Latrice? Hey, look, today is HBCU night here at Pfizer Forum. What does that mean for historical black colleges when we do things like this? It puts them on a map um, in a way that we haven't seen in a really long time. And as a proud graduate graduate of Jackson State University, go Tigers, uh, this is a thing that has to happen in our communities and not just our urban communities. Uh, students need to know that there are institutions out there and every institution is different. They serve a certain purpose, but to have something like this happen at the Pfizer, it just puts these institutions um, on a map being seen as they should to all the greatness that they bring to different states across the country. Now, you said you are alumnus of Jackson State, which means that uh, you was with the vibe with Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, I'm honored to be able to say I was able to uh, attend the homecoming and watch him coach and uh, see the leadership that he brought. And it was phenomenal. I saw the, the baby, I saw the blue Jaguar out there, park redness to it. Uh, he, he brought a different energy to the city of Jackson as well as commerce. He brought business and he brought money to the city. He, he brought in um, and flooded the university, but also the city of Jackson with opportunity. So for those naysayers that were upset because he took a different opportunity, that's what that man was supposed to do. Um, I've never seen another group of people um, uh, frown upon, you know, upward movement. He created right. opportunity for him to become, in my opinion, an NFL coach and to bring along people that were coaching at that level up to a different rank and leave that position for another person to jump into. I thought it was phenomenal. So I applaud Coach Prime and what he's done, and in such a little bit of time. And what else did he do? He had Jackson State University on College Day on ESPN. I have never seen that. Right. And I am not uh, someone that's always – my husband's a coach. Shout out to Linnell Collins, Triple High School. He's a coach. He got ESPN all the time, but not in my time if I've ever seen my university and our stadium grace with such a presence. And when I tell you it was bonkers out there – 
the city shuts down for these types of events. So the love that community shows those institutions is something that you just don't see all the time. But it's a beautiful thing. And for everything he brought, I applaud him because, again, he gave it the respect and the publicity that these institutions deserve. Right. And and we've been talking about uh, HBCUs receiving certain attention, certain amount of fundings. Uh, we need strong black male figures uh, to bring this attention, more uh, positive athletes uh, to come back and bring that attention to HBCUs. That's why I say when you talk about the Bucks having HBCU night and how powerful it is for these uh, energies to go out here so black children or people from the community can understand that HBCUs are not too far away from you. They're right here, and people are advocating for these colleges to have students of color and where it's affordable for students of color. Yes. And, you know, for me, I, I'm originally from the south side of Chicago. I grew up attending Catholic school, K-12. I went to an all-girl, all-black Catholic school, uh, Academy of Our Lady. I loved it. I loved those women. What I didn't have throughout that experience was I didn't always have faculty that looked like me in those private school settings. So for me, growing up and seeing shows like The Cosby Show and A Different World, it blew my mind because I knew it existed, but I'd never seen it before. And being able to see the type of dialogue and the type of assignments they did in some of the student life, it opened my mind up to a world of, of opportunities that I just wasn't seeing the visuals for at that time. And when I took on the charge and attended Jackson State University and got there that first day, all I know, I was like, I have found my people. Um, mm. Work hard, play hard, Southern hospitality. Um, I had to learn how to soften myself in the South because growing up in Chicago, going from Inglewood to Beverly, you have to learn how to navigate and, and get there safely as a girl in a Catholic girl skirt. And there were right. people, like, speaking to me and making eye contact with me. And I was like, wow, wait a minute. I gotta, they were talking to me. I had to learn how to soften myself, um, but also the respect from our elders. Elders, mm. our elders were always around, and being able to bring my daughter, Nyara Collins, who graduated from Marquette, to homecoming and see that she, first thing she said is that, one, she had never been around that many black people in her life. And I was like, how does it oh, feel? Wow. She was like, it feels amazing. She was like, wow, people got big hair and they're fly and they're comfortable and everybody's loving on each other. And she would see me talking to older women and she's like, do you know them? I'm like, no, but she said, baby, come over here and help me. I'm looking for this size sweat. And I said, yes, ma'am. And it brings back that sense of respect and accountability that we always had in our village. Uh, it wasn't and about it seems you. I know you. I know. I know you belong to this village. Therefore, I respect you because I know you're an elder in this village. It didn't matter. I didn't need your credentials laid out. Right. Well. Well. It seems like nowadays it's more important for uh, our black youth to have those experiences, uh, a cultural experiences when it comes to HBCUs, because when you go to schools that are not uh, considered HBCU, they don't get that. Uh, culture that teaching of being amongst their own so when sometimes many times when they graduate from like a big 10 or uh, a, a a school that doesn't have a, a large black population a lot of the students come back out of touch with the community many times 
Yes. And, you know, one of the things, because I do undergraduate admissions and I've been working at my institution for 18 years, there's a, a particular thing for everyone. But I warn students who are only seeking out HBCUs because they only want to be around black people. Right. Now, it sounds good in theory. It sounds good. But oh, hey, you got work. Day, you got to put um, in some work. No matter where you go, you got to put in some work. No matter where you go, but if you are afraid or, or avoiding learning how to communicate in good times and in bad professionally, right. in a way that still leaves the door open for collaboration and communication negotiation, um, that's not per, that's not really what a HBCU does. You really what it can do is it helps you hone in and appreciate and respect your natural talent. To be able to look next to look to your left and look to your right and see academic genius, to see brilliance in the arts, to see people that are creative and be inspired, it helps you to dull down the noise of the hype of what social media is telling our children, what television is telling our children, what the news is telling our children. And right. for me being in that environment. I was like, I can't do anything but fly because I'm being rubbed up against by the most polished stones. I'm going to be polished when I get out of here. And iron sharp it gave iron. me more confidence. Yeah, it, it gave me more confidence because I knew I had a, I had something else to prove there. I was there on the blood of my ancestors. I actually stayed in that Alexander Hall where there were bullets still lodged from um, a civil pro, civil rights protest that happened oh, wow. where, you know, two students were killed. And so for me, hearing that story, I knew I had something to stand up for. I knew that I was not supposed to be afraid of confrontation that was good trouble. I knew that it was okay to stand up for those who weren't ready or positioned to stand up for themselves. And I had always been attracted to it, but being at Jackson State University, it gave me an understanding that this life is not just about me. There are others that well, have laid down and have given of themselves to give me this right, and we ought to respect it. Well, once again, Truth Nation, we're on the lines with Latrice Harris, Director of Community Relations and Outreach for Marquette University. She's a Jackson State University alum, and we're having a powerful conversation about HBCUs. And when, when you talk about HBCUs, what does that mean to not only the black community, but educating uh, other cultures? I mean, there are different uh, races that attend HBCUs as well. But how important it is to have institutions that are teaching the culture, not only to you know our own people, because sometimes when we talk about HBCUs, we think about blacks, but there's multiple races going to HBCUs. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember uh, seeing a Caucasian young man. I couldn't remember his name that was on the football team. And we were all like, what? Uh, because, you know, it was something we didn't see. But on the flip right. of that, I was like, wow, how brave of him to want to be here, to, to, to take this opportunity to immerse himself. And I know, you know, I never got a chance to meet that young man at the time. But I was like, he got to be cool people because this is no easy thing <laughs> to jump right. into this. It was like he took on what we ask black and brown children to do all the time. Step into environments where you don't see your likeness. And the challenges that come around come along with that. Do you think if children had a choice out of the black community, 
uh, to go to, you know, a university uh, uh, like, you know, the University of Wisconsin or uh, Jackson State University, what would be your advice in picking a college? In picking a college, I think there's no set formula that can be used for every student. I think that as an individual student, based off of who you are, the experiences you've had, your temperament, your sensibilities, your comfort level within your own skin, but also navigating spaces where your likeness is not seen as often, um, I think you have to be honest and realistic about who you are and how you need to grow. Because when I was asked the question about, um, well, in this life, when you get older, do you want to make money? Yes, I do. Do I just want to make black money? No, I don't. I want to make all the money, whatever color it is. So whatever experience you think you need to sharpen your tools that are in your toolbox to be as comfortable and to be as inspired and inspiring in that moment is where students should be. For some students, it could be that they need to see their likeness, be amongst that energy that keeps them grounded, that keeps them humble, that keeps them focused on the greater good. For some students that are maybe not that have already had some of those experiences, it's about going to that room that's more difficult to navigate. So you're ready for that next room. It really mm. is up to the individual student and who they are and how they want to grow. Because if you ask me a particular question like, well, how many black people are on a particular campus? I would say, how many do you need to be comfortable? What are you looking to experience? How are you looking to it grow? Because the campus doesn't do you. You do the campus. You do the experience. It's you have right. that experience. And as a person, as a young person, where do you know you need to grow? Because you're paying for this experience most often. So you are paying now look, to get what in return. Now, look, when we come back, I'm going to keep you on for another segment. But I want to talk about uh, when it comes to uh, schools, because uh, you are you are the community relations outreach uh, director at Marquette University, when blacks attend schools where they're not the major, you know, where they're the minor, what is the implicit bias that they face on those campuses? I want to talk about that. So I want to hold you over to talk about that because that's very interesting as well. Truth Nation, stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017thetruth.com. It's the Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Tory Lowe, Tory Lowe Show, live from the Pottawatomie Club at Pfizer Forum. Today is HBCU night. The Bucks will be facing the Charlotte Hornets. Hey, joining me on the lines is Latrice Harris, Director of Community Relations and Outreach from Marquette University, also a Jackson State alumnus, a Jackson State University alumnus. How you doing, Queen? I am wonderful. I love that you played that song. I love that movie so much. <laughs> Being jammed. And when I tell you, yeah, I love School Days. Why? Because it was the first time, the very first time in my life where I saw 
uh, black college life put on a big screen that way and Greek life. And Greek life de- dissected the way we dissected within our own communities about are you selling out? Uh, are you tripping because you want to be a part of this organization or is this a bigger, higher calling? And even the conversations we like to talk about separately about our dark skin sisters versus our light skin sisters. These are those internal conversations we don't like other people to know we have, but they are still relevant and still happening today. And that movie, by far, I still use that movie to teach people who don't understand, um, to give them wow. the lens and a view of what that what, because nothing has changed, particularly the scene with our uh, our beloved Samuel L. Jackson with the curl and the cap on in, in Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, right. When they were having beef with the students, and they couldn't understand why those local guys were so angry at them. I remember going through that same thing where we were like, we thought you mm. all would be happy that we're down here going to school and we represent us. And they were like, y'all come down here and think you better than us. And at the time, I didn't understand why that they were angry and frustrated. But again, as you get older, dreams deferred. Individuals that felt like, wow, how come they get to do it and I live right here and I don't get to do it? And I didn't get that understanding until I got older. But watching that scene over and over again, it just reminds me that not everyone is the chosen one. As much as we say right. this is a free country, everybody don't That's get true. to go to college. That's true. Everybody and, don't and get you know, to go to I college. Was... It don't matter if you live right next door. I wanted to ask you, you know, like the pros and cons, you know, uh, sometimes when you go to HBCUs, you're you're surrounded by uh, the majority black. But then sometimes you'll go to a university, a major university, and you're the minority black. And I see I see issues on both sides, you know. So so what are the Mm -hmm. pros and cons of going to HBCU or uh, a university where uh, it's mostly white when you attend? Um. I think again, like it's it's a it's a spirit that should be you know entertained and thought about before you make a decision. It really comes down to who you are as a person at that time in your life. Um, well, 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 I see a lot time, of. I know. No, what I'm saying is, I see a lot of students when they go to major white universities, they face a lot of implicit bias. Uh, they have a lot of complaints mm-hmm. about you know. It's almost like a lot of civil and human rights issues, you know. When I when they yes. talk to me about what's going on on campus, and and you know sometimes you you want to go to these universities, but then you have these issues of race that you face, and and I think that when I talk to people that go to HBCUs, they 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 more are engulfed in the culture and and they're more able to freely express themselves as being black. So I I see both sides. You know what I mean? And not that that yeah, person didn't want to go to that. Go ahead. It's, well, it's a two-sided, it's a it's a two-sided thing because for a person, let's say that is attending, uh, like a like a institution like I'm at at Marquette University, where clearly when you look at our demographics, we are much better when it comes to diversity now than we were before when I got here, but still considered mm-hmm. much so the minority. And when you're in those spaces, just like you are in the world. You're going to encounter people that hear your name and assume something. Uh, they see your right. face and assume you've had a certain life or upbringing or lifestyle. It is the same thing you face in this world. You can't run from that. It's something that, well, if this is something that's connected to what you want to do and you want to be a beast at what you do, are you learning how to navigate these circles where that won't hinder you? That right. is the difference. And, 
for me being in this it. space trying to coach about being in those spaces and getting comfortable where that is not a hindrance to you so you can get down to the work and the business of why you're in the room in the first place. Right. And and I think I when I talk to a lot of black student unions, you know, they're there to support uh, the black students. But at the same time, you know, these experiences, these college experiences, these students leave home. Uh, they go out on these campuses. And as a black person, maybe many times being the first uh, black person to mm-hmm. go to college. And many times, you know, a culture shock. I remember when I went out to Iowa and I had to go to school and I was out there and I saw all these cornfields and things like that. I mean, I got culture shocked, you know, it was it was a cultural thing. Like you go through this little like, OK, we're not in Kansas anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Yeah. And it's and it's but it's a good thing because it takes you out right. of your comfort zone. And I think anything that takes you out of your comfort zone, I tell students all the time, if you are the man or the woman in that room and you run in that room, it's time for you to switch rooms. Because now then you're mm. ready for the next level and you're prepared to go to the next stage and you could be ready for whatever happens in that room because you've been practicing. And you have to be able to practice it. And it's not that you can't get that same level of training at an HBCU. It looks different. It just looks different. You can talk about what those incidents might look like in a more um, diverse setting or when you are perceived as a minority in that setting. But in here, right. it's like boot camp. I'm, you're in. You're in the room right now. What are you gonna do? If you think somebody outshining you, think somebody outrunning you, what do you do? You go harder. And allowing right. students to understand that people will always look at you and have a judgment in their head. What I tell my students is, I hope when I go in rooms, people are wondering if I'm concerned that I'm the only black woman standing there. Because if that's the only thing you're worried about, I'm going to run a hustle on you when it's my turn on the mic. And it's Mm. about being focused and being intentional. But it also comes with practice. We don't start this way. I didn't start this way. It took me a lot of times being in a room, getting comfortable with my opinions, and being comfortable with expressing them no matter who was in that room. And what sometimes I see students shy back about in these moments is that they were in the room, they had the floor, and they weren't always brave enough to say what needed to be said at the time it needed to be said. How do you learn out of that? Practice. Mm. Practice. And it, what does it mean? Taking a step towards your truth every time and leaving fear behind you. And it's not that it, you don't have those same dimensions or issues when you're at an HBCU. It's just different. Now you're more in competition. Everybody's beautiful. Everybody's brilliant. So now with that brilliance, is it, expi- is it inspiring you? To take your your game up a notch, both environments can do it. It just looks different. I agree. I agree. Now, look, uh, before we uh, go to break, I want to get your final thoughts. What if there's a student that's listening, somebody that's a senior in high school, and they're trying to choose between if I want to go to an HBCU or do I want to stay here in Milwaukee? What is your advice to that to that one child that 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 can help them make a better decision? on their education? I'm going to say what I tell all students. There are three things that should be considered. Academically, what type of environment do you need where you feel like you can thrive in? That's going to be classroom size. That's going to be support. What that support looks like is going to be socially. Will you get your needs met? 
for all the things you always dreamed about in college, will you have access to it and then some? And then financially, will the dollars and cents add up for you, um, which is the core of how these decisions are made. As far as the, the picking between an HBCU and maybe a school where you might be seen as the minority is such a personal choice, but academic fit, social fit, financial fit, who are you and who are you trying to be? Where, mm. What's going to put you in a position you to get to where you're trying to go the fastest? And thinking about if you're interested in technology and research, what's going to get put you on the map the quickest? If you're interested in, you know, um, if you're interested in, you know, the relationships and you, you want that alumni network, where do you feel like you need to go? And it's about the student doing the work because it's going to look up different because college is what you make it. There's no right. guarantee you just show up and you're going to have an amazing time. You have to. Oh, you're going to put some work in. Forward. You're going to put some work in and you, that means you have to come out of your, your, your comfort zone and you have to come out of your room. It's not going to knock on your door. You have to take a step towards it. And how do you, what, what kind of existence do you want? What are you looking for? So there, are they two totally different experiences? Absolutely. From the orientation process to the homecomings, like coming here and seeing the difference, I was like, whoa, we do it way better at HBCU. But I also there are unique uh, things and opportunities that I see the value on both ends. What I tell young people is be honest about who they are and what they need and do not fly all the way across the country looking for an experience if you know you need the comfort and you need the stability and you need the, the closeness of your family to help you survive college. You know, right. being able to say you could go off on your own after being at home all this time is a big feat. Some students need to stay closer because they need that foundation to keep them balanced. And so there's okay. so many questions that really should be answered for a student before they make that call. But it should, what I will That's say a is that of, a lot of thinking you going gotta on. You make gotta a visit. make sure you got your yeah, ducks lined up. A lot of thinking, but and you need but to visit. It's, it's the process. One thing is the predictor. For when I look at our data here at Marquette University, the predictors that show us if a student will yield is if they came and visited. Oftentimes, wow, our students are trying to go much further away don't get that chance to visit. So, Look, you know, you how do you know what your options are? We got to get you back on the show because there's so many things that these young people need to understand about the process of going to college and actually becoming successful. And, and I appreciate you for coming on. Once again, Truth Nation, we're on the lines with Latrice Harris, Director of Community Relations and Outreach for Marquette University and the Jackson State University alum. Uh, I appreciate you for coming in and talking to us today because this is a great conversation that many of these kids that's out here, they got to face these challenges if they want to go to higher education. And a lot of them have, you know, kind of teeter-tarting whether I should go to an HBCU or, a, you know, a Big Ten-like school where I may be the minor. So I appreciate you for coming on and discussing this. Yeah, it's this like what type of training do you need for what job? You know, what, what, what type of training do you need to get to where your, your head is dreaming about? And it could be a lot of different options, but choosing well and being comfortable. And that's an individual choice. Whether it's close to home, further away, you shouldn't be afraid of that. But you should be honest about what you need to be the best version of yourself that you want to be. And that's real. All right. All right, Queen. Hey, I appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate the energy you brought today. Uh, you know, and once again, you know, we got to have you back. We got to have more discussions like this often.
queen. I appreciate I you tapping in. I would love to. And, and thank you so much for doing this, for bringing such amazing institutions to the forefront. They deserve the shine. They deserve all the fanfare and the love and support and recognition. They're doing great things and producing phenomenal students with phenomenal talent across the country. And they're out here changing the world, just like students from all these other schools. So uh, big props to you and your team for taking the day, joining up with Pfizer to get it done. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you, Latrice, for joining us. When we come back, we're going to have more discussion, Truth Nation. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.